When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to the Hotbed Series 2, Episode 4. I hate you so much right now. I'm Lisa Williams. I'm Anarchy Somerville, and I don't hate you so much at the moment, Lisa. I'm Cherry Healy, and I don't know how I feel yet. Let me find out after this. <laughs> We're feeling the hate right now, feeling the hate. The shit has hit the fan, stuff has broken down, communications in our relationships are all down. Oh, my grumpy at work, and I'm cross with people on the underground. And sweaty, and got the sweat on the upper lip and the oh, lower it just, lip. Oh, it just affects everything. When things at home with your relationship are going badly, mm. it's quite hard to be bouncy, isn't it? Mm-hmm, it mm. is. So whilst we like to talk about the lighter things of life, like orgasms and oh. masturbation. We do, we, do, we do love to talk about that, don't we? We do, and we talk about it a lot. But, you know, it's all part of a bigger tapestry of relationships, and therefore we're going to talk about when times get tough. So we're going to review a sex product because this is the rich tapestry of the hotbed. So we're going to talk now about, before we get onto the heavy stuff, let's talk about vibrators. So... The vibrator we're going to review is one called the Alara, E-L-A-R, and it is by a company called Scent, switch it on to, Scent to Thrill. I'm going to turn it on because it's now part of our life right now in this, in this piece. Can you hear it? It takes it? quite is... a long time to turn on, which I don't like. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. No, I, I mean, it story of my life. to turn off. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is when it's hard to turn off. because if you, Yeah, because if you're caught you out. You exactly. have an orgasm, but they're still going. And you're, and you're trying to turn it off. Like, up to the <laughs> or, side or your you. mum's coming upstairs. Exactly. I've broken it. You've broken it. Okay, well, let's describe it. So it's called the Alara. (laughs) It's by a company called Scent to Thrill, which is an internet company, mail order, and they specialise in sending stuff to your house very, very discreetly and very discreet packaging. It looks like a little, small, flaccid penis. It really does. It's bright pink. (laughs) But it is a... Imagine if you had a thick sausage and you... you, you It looks like a dog's... It looks like a little dog's penis. It does. Or a dog toy. You're really selling it, guys. (laughs) Really Really selling it. Now, let's talk about it sensibly. Cherry, what were your thoughts on this? Can I just quickly explain what it is, actually, first? Yes. So, basically, it is a vibrator described so charmingly by these two. Um, But it's a kind of hybrid between... Oh, it's on! There we go. And it's off. And it's vibrating. Can you hear that? That's setting one. So it's the semi-vibrator. And, um, actually, you haven't applied also, it to your vagina now, have you? No. She's using it to swill a cocktail. <laughs> 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 so let's now turn it off. That'll because be it's quite noisy. Um, it's quite noisy. All right. It's kind of hybrid between a vibrator and love balls. So love balls, you stick up your vagina and they help you to exercise your pelvic floor mm. muscles. So you put them up and you do your day-to-day life and they just strengthen your pelvic floor as you go and thus giving you a little thrill every single time. So this one, you can either use, you can either apply it to your clitoris for some good vibes or you can insert it into your vagina, into your vagina. Into your mangina. <laughs> into your man- Angina, vagina, um, probably with some lube. Obviously, our go-to lube, Yes Organics, our fave, my fave. Um, so that's kind of what it is. I personally thought it was a really good little multitasker. Um, I enjoyed the love ball element of it, although I didn't venture far and wide. I only ventured as far as my bathroom, walking around doing tasks. I'm not brave enough to go out with love balls up my fanny. I, I once yeah. went out with a sex toy in my vagina. You know, when the guy... <laughs> I thought you went out with, like... <laughs> I was in a relationship with a sex oh, no. toy. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's one of those ones where... Sorry, I'm going off topic. Well, no, I'm not in any way. Um, where the guy has the control. Yes, and this one also oh, has a remote control. Yeah, yeah. And I, it wouldn't stay in. So we were walking <laughs> along, you know, we go, but we went out for dinner. And we both thought it was really fun and naughty and a bit like, ooh, what, what it is. Yeah. It's silly. But I kept, I had to walk in a way that it wouldn't come out, yeah. like Charlie Chaplin. Well, that is embarrassing. If you're walking through a it's restaurant and then it falls out <laughs> as you're sort sexy. of exiting the restaurant. So in the in the end, I just I took it out and it was that wasn't that fun. So anyway, um, but I like the I like the sexy fun of it. That was a, that was a lovely idea. I like this sex toy in that it's compact. Yeah. Um, I would like a stronger setting, but mm. that's because I'm an animal. But I thought this was quite, you see, because I thought this was quite strong because I switched it on and I automatically thought it had gone up to setting 10, but setting one was quite ferocious for me. Did mm. you think it was? I, <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> see, I'm staying out Nothing of this. Nothing's wrong with I you. opened the box. It had no instructions in it. I looked at it and I put it away again. That's kind of where I was different. Because the only this thing is I the Anarchy Somerville School of Product Review. The about it is that it didn't, I suppose because it went against the conventions of what I expected. And so, I yeah, I like the more basic standard style. Now, this for me, I liked it because it was like a basic standard style, but even better. So if you are a lazy bird like me, hashtag lazy bird, oh. <laughs> my new version, lazy, hashtag lazy bird wank. Um, so because we talked, we reviewed that. What was that thing that was like a kind of 
the pigeon, the penguin, the penguin, which was oh, like a clip sucker. And I said this violent. is great for lazy birds, and this one's really good for lazy birds because it's basically but the penguin wasn't a vib- enough. For it's you. a vibrator, but it's also got a bit of swagger to it. Is that what you- it gets its wiggle on? It kind of wiggles mm. around. So literally, all you need to do is hold it, and it vibrates and it wiggles. And That's... it's it's good, and it and then it's got this remote control, and it can also be love balls. What's so that it, one? A cherry is now brought out one that's the same color, lurid pink, but it was called the, See, I the petal I from go. series one. I, will I go. love the petal. No, but I will go to a factory and I will design you what you need, and I know exactly what it will look like, and I know how what strong will it, it will look be. Like? This is intriguing. And it will have an industrial engine, in it. <laughs> yeah, and it will be like a camera tripod. Like maybe that sort of size is a camera tripod. And it'll have about 60 settings. Yes. But the, the lightest setting will be like a Harley Davidson table. <laughs> that'll be like the starter session. And then the, the number 10 like, will be like Beyonce's hair on stage when she's live. Like literally I want full that on chafing. Wind, wind tunnel. You want to not be able to walk for a few days. What, do you find actually you don't like sex toys because, like actually because they're just, just too strong? I, found, I don't know what it is. Someone once said to me that I had a really small clitoris, which I thought uh, was insulting. Maybe. But they did say that, and I think that's because they couldn't find it. <laughs> but they were literally like, your clitoris is really small. Um, and it's related to your earlobes, apparently. So I'm looking at yours. Yeah, but you know that's so, only the amount of clitoris that is visible. No, I know. Because that's the whole beautiful thing about clitoris, is most of it is inside you. But I think what I've had is I do that I, find, I do find them quite mm. strong. How big is your clit? So... Yeah, you've got the really, pendulous I've got the pendulous. biggest earlobes here. Can also, I just say, this is another Anarchy Somerville urban myth. <laughs> <laughs> See also, episodes gone by in which oh Anarchy perpetuates. <laughs> How big is your clit? No, but it's true. This bit of your earlobe is, it, I think it is. Somebody should try and tell us. It may not be related, must, but I have read out. it before. And it is a sign of sensuality. Except the only problem is, is as you get older, your earlobes grow longer, so, which in theory means that your clitoris is also getting bigger. Can I can I do sense. if we're doing product review, Courtney? Yes. Um, I really like this. It's called Sliquid. It's a lubricant. Yes, Liquid. What a good organics. name. Organics. Yeah. Mm. Um, the only thing is, it does look quite like sperm, which mm. is a bit of a. It, it does put you off. But what I like is that it's it's completely natural very silky mm. and silky sauce it's not mm. too um i don't know it's not too Clangy. slimy it's not too slimy so it lubricates without sliminess mm. i think it's really really good 100 percent vegan friendly i also like the fact that it's in a stylish bottle which means i keep it on my bedside table because yeah, i just thought that was a massage yeah oil. exactly so it's I like that. Very subtle, isn't it? Because I don't really yeah. like some Does of the brands. Does it have any references so on the front? Slick it doesn't say organic. Sexy. No, no, it's really. Um, it calls discreet. itself natural lubricating silk, but you'd have to really be looking very closely at Cherry's bedside table yeah. to work mm. that out. Actually, from a distance, it definitely looks like some essential oil or something. Yeah. Mm. Nice that's one, Sliquid Organics. So that's Sliquid Organics, and we just talked about the Alara by Scent to Thrill. Mm. And also, just one little thing: Why do they have to be pink, bright pink? Do we like that or not? Because I just think that's a bit of a cliche. Yeah, totally. I wanted that when yeah, this one came out. Everything has to be pink because we're yeah. girls. We like to have little girly sex My favourite one is actually blue. So there yeah. we go. Uh, I've got three that I use in rotation. They're all bright pink. It's funny, mm. isn't it? But yeah. um, coming up in a later episode, we're going to review some crystal dildos and they come in all kinds of beautiful crystal colours. So they I don't can't vibrate. Wait to review those. Yeah, I'm I don't excited even about it. I will actually give those. Well, because Anarchy, you'll like it because you don't need to plug anything in. No, and also I was raised by hippies. Yeah, so I'm so. going back to my past. Yeah, totally. Mm. 
we are here to talk about yeah. some sad stuff. Mm. So, um, 42%, that's the divorce rate in the UK currently. It's about 50% in the United States. Mm. Pretty high. And let's just hop back to our beginnings of the Hotbed Collective because we all now know the stories. Anarchy and Cherry met at Christmas party. Everyone was having loads of fun apart from these two who were sat talking yeah. about oh, sex yeah. after marriage. Yeah, we're still having sex fun, after but kids. In a cathartic mm. way, yes. and, therapeutic way. And then I then approached Cherry at a different event and said, um, I think we should do something about sex after kids. Would you be interested? And Cherry stopped in her tracks. Imagine if you hadn't. We wouldn't be here. It's it's like, so sad. Yeah. When we met in Shoreditch House, it was like just so <sighs> natural. And... and I thought, I hate that Lisa bitch. Yeah, get, get, her, it was really, it get was, off my turf. It was really amazing because I'd been having so many conversations with people. Every single time I mentioned, you know, gosh, isn't sex difficult after kids mm. or in a long term relationship? The chorus of yes, mm. nobody's talking about this. Mm. Oh my gosh, are you funny at hard? Every single time I open up the conversation, yeah, people want to talk about said, it. Yes, but I just I knew I wanted to do something about it. But I didn't know what. So yeah. then talking to Annika, you and Lisa, you, it it mm. was just so it was so bad. And I was really impressed with Cherry's passion because you just you didn't know me. I was a random stalker that kind of followed you out of an event and down the stairs. And you said you stopped halfway down the stairs and looked at me and went yes couples are splitting up what are we going to do about mm. it and that's your passion for this topic which I think is and so Lisa got her clipboard mm. and made it happen she made it the happen clipboard the happened. clipboard happened oh, the clipboard the clipboard oh, I like the idea of a clipboard Let's, yeah. that's merch you know you we're talking about shit merch ideas for a podcast spin off okay we've got <laughs> our clipboard I mean genuinely what I'm going to really, go product really, develop that what's really sad about this is that couples split up who could have made it work yep. mm. if they had been able to talk about it have been um helped to make it right i Absolutely. think one of the things that's interesting is um it sort of comes and goes in waves so i mean my mum's someone who has been in more than one relationship so she's had three um big relationships and she's always mm. said every seven years Ooh. there tends to be this rumbling seven year itch yeah. i think there is something to do with that and actually the seven years then tends to be the time when she might go and meet somebody else mm. and I mean it doesn't always measure out like that but essentially I mean it does go up and down and you kind of have to ride it out a bit um I mean in a later podcast we talked to Clover Stroud and she's actually got five kids and is now in a relationship where their sex life is very very good so it's like quite heartening to, to yeah listen that's to her. really good to know um but one of the things she sort of said was just kind of really cherishing her partner like when she was talking about her partner she was saying you know I want to be inside him you know I love him so much I cherish him and there was part of me that was going like eek you know how do you maintain that level of kind of passion and devotion to somebody when you've got lots of children and you've been together probably I don't know how long they've been together but they're very very happy but then there's part of me that thinks, well, that's good because they could be, I, I do believe in these waves of ups and downs. And I think if you're in the down bit, you've got to try and realise, are you going to stick it out? And is mm. there a way to build up from that? Or is it literally going nowhere? And I think that's where a lot of couples find it hard because if it's really shit, the temptation is basically just to call it a day. And I'd say the majority of people do that. Or what happens is unfortunately someone else catches your eye. Yeah. yeah. Someone else catches your partner's eye and you just, you abscond into the next one. Because my theory on this is, um, and Lisa, you spoke to somebody in much more detail about this, but my theory on this is there's a point at which you can save it. The, 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 the mm. lust, the sex, the mm -hmm. attraction is like a fire mm. and you have to stoke it and keep putting fuel onto it. But if you don't, it will last, but it, 
goes dimmer and dimmer mm. and dimmer. And I think there's a point at which actually you it goes out. And if that happens, then it is of course understandable and better for that couple, I think personally, to split up than to create anger because that anger then grows mm. and then you have horrendous, horrendous situation. It's mm. this pure hate that you can feel for someone that you never thought you could feel for someone that you once loved. But mm. I think that's I think that's when you can still save it. Yes, yeah, but a I passion. think when it's over is when you have no feelings left and somebody mm. says I'm sorry and you go thank you so much mm. and you don't really you don't care. care. Think, and if they do yeah. something and you just stop caring because sex is so bonding. And if that's mm. gone completely, and you know, it's really, really hard to talk about. It's really shameful to say to somebody, why don't you want to have sex for me? Mm. It really hurts. And also, when do you say it? And there's never a good time if you've got kids running around and you're doing laundry and homework. Mm. It's hard to do that. Well, I want to talk actually about this concept of the mental load. So I don't know if you've come across mm. this concept, but it's the idea that... Um, women in general are burdened with the mental load of running a family. So I know a lot, a lot of our audience, you know, does have children. But I would say it actually occurs to couples that aren't married and that don't have children. Um, just this idea of living together and who is the one who gets shit done mm. who is the Have one you that if... read a book by Bridget Short called Overwhelmed mm. no but I... I feel I could have written it oh my god I couldn't <laughs> recommend it more and in it she talks about mental confetti right mm. about all the ticker tape things that we've got almost like a computer with loads of tabs tabs open, open. Yeah. and when you give somebody a task that women often don't even close the tab because they're not sure it's going to be done properly mm. so they're always in control of everything your mum's birthday, kids the kids, parties, yeah. um, every, I mean, the, the, the confetti of yeah. running, because running a house is running a business, that's yeah. what it is, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you've got your business, so it's huge, and it is often, so often, the woman's responsibility, and it, that kills sex as well, mm. because if you are overwhelmed, mm-hmm. it's a breathless place to be, mm. you, and also, often when I'm in that state, I forget to breathe, I forget to calm down, because you're overwhelmed yeah 100 percent. in a way that's another thing to do so relate mm. so later on in this episode you'll listen to my interview with um angela mutanda a wonderful ambassador for relate the couples uh, relationship charity although did you know they don't just counsel couples they also counsel friends no, they I counsel mothers wow. and daughters mm. it's just about relationships in general so i thought that was quite interesting they really strongly believe in going to, to a counselor before you get into trouble mm. because it's much easier to um, communicate when there's something there. Not to say that it, you know, it won't work later on, and they have really good sort of success rates. But I thought that was interesting. I love. But who, mm. how many people would do that? See, that's the problem. Well, this it? is it's, why we need to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it is striking the right the right moment, isn't it? Because I think it's interesting that because we've been writing pieces about this as well, and talking to Dr. Karen, our amazing expert. Dr. Karen. saying Dr. Karen, one of Dr. the Karen. things that contributes Karen to Jenny. this is um, the fact that you sort of give your relationship the scraps from the table. That's what yeah. she calls it. So she sort of oh. says essentially, and I know this about myself, is that with your friends, with strangers, with people you work with, you're an engaged, switched on, dynamic, interesting person. 
And then you have this other side when you sort of go home and you sort of shed that self and you basically have very little left over. And it's related to that overwhelm thing where basically there's nothing left to give and you've just got a few scraps. You've got the bits of crumbs that are left in your sandwich bag to offer because you've already given it to everybody else and you've kind of been a better version of yourself for everyone else. And I think people do do that because I know that when I go out and about, people are put on my best game face but I don't make that effort when you get home. And I think that's the problem is that sometimes, obviously in the early days of your relationship, there isn't a distinction between those two people because you are still in that phase where you're kind of putting on that persona. You're trying to impress them, trying to win them over, trying to be the best you. And then it gradually dissolves. And I think that, that was really interesting to me because mm. I was sort of thinking that really, I think that resonates for relationships that have been together more than 10 years yeah. where, yeah, you just end up sort of being this slightly not so nice version at home do you know another thing to mention i've talked about this just now but couples that aren't married when they break up it's almost even harder because whilst you don't have the divorce to go through there's still a lot of admin you know you might not have claims to the house that you're in Mm. or the flat that you're in or social housing that you're in because it's in your partner's name Mm. Uh, it can make things more difficult with children and a breakup you actually sometimes you know whilst lawyers are a pain in the ass i guess having a formal piece of paper Mm. does formalized stuff and friends of mine you know that have been in very long-term relationships but don't have that piece of paper they've found it very difficult and I think also maybe you get even less sympathy because it's not a divorce it's a breakup my boyfriend I have to say I disagree with that yeah because I think that if you are with somebody and again I'm divorced so I haven't broken Mm. up with someone I've been with a long time but when you get divorced, the stigma of divorce, that word, mm. oh, she's divorced. Yeah. It's still what, like that. Even what today. comes with she's divorced is she's a tricky, she's a tricky yeah. one, that she's one. She's a fussy pot. She's a fussy pot and she's done something mm, and something's happened. Mm. Yeah. And often the onus is on the woman, mm. not what the man did, mm. what the woman did. Mm. Nobody asks what, what the guy did. It's often yeah. the woman, she's divorced. I think it is, is mm. still a big thing. I wish, I'd love to not be divorced. Mm. And if you break up with someone, you just break up with someone and there's so much less shit that goes with it. I suppose then it's... it's It'd be interesting to see what our listeners think. It kind of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Because if you've got this sort of stigma, this label, it is more public, it's more recognised. And whilst you might feel the stigma yourself, there may also be a bit more sympathy for you, a few more avenues of help available. Whereas if you are breaking up from a long-term relationship, you... Mm. don't have that label necessarily but you may not also get the recognition the support mm. the which i think comes help. on to a really interesting point i don't think there is a lot of support in terms of not breaking up and not getting divorced yeah um or it's not talked about i think actually it's not, you know it is there yeah but i think it, it can't people come to it too late yeah when mm. things are really but this really is what's bad. so hard it's like when to because everyone is different and yeah. obviously you know, I have friends and I look at their relationships and I think they're in trouble. But from their perspective, their relationship is okay. And so, and equally, people might look at my relationship and think, God, you know. And it's it's a very personal thing is when you can, when you might be able to call time on it. What's and difficult think, as well is that you don't, you're not, it's very, like you say, it comes in waves, you know, and actually you can change throughout the day. So you mm. might think in the morning, we really are in trouble, we need to get help. Mm. But then in the day, you have a nice lunch you know mm. have a nice pret sandwich and he's like yeah. oh do you know what? life's all right i'm okay yeah. again so it is it's very very 
very hard. It's a very lonely place to be when you're in a relationship and unhappy, isn't it? It's much yeah. lonelier than if you're by yourself. And I think especially much now, because I, f- be. I feel that we see, or the perception is that other people's relationships are probably better or that yeah. we kind of we, we have this this idea that people are doing better than us and they're happier than us and I don't know if that existed before because I think people's expectations for marriage were quite shit so actually I mean even with my mum is that she was always very pragmatic about it and yeah. she didn't expect lots of things that we expect now like physical intimacy mm. to last over time you know I think a lot of women thought it was beneficial if that stopped you know you you look at the old narratives and basically women are saying thank god he's not harassing me for sex anymore you know thank god he's in the pub you know thank god we're you know now I'm actually quite happy that he goes and plays golf for days on end all those kind of things whereas now we're like not only do we want to have a good relationship we want to have a great sex life want to be brilliant parents yeah we want to have sort of things in common you know want you to want be intellectually them, oh, on the same you want the level. moon and the stars you want everything. and i think that I, what i've learned over time is that actually get certain things from your friends and get other things from your partner but do not ever expect one person to do everything to be your for everything you. mm. and if you do you're going to set, set yourself up for a fall and that especially happens over time so i also think reading is such a freedom so when I read, I really wish to God that I had read Overwhelmed before mm. I did, because I was finally able to articulate why I was struggling with life, right? which was stealing all my energy mm. and joy. And, you know, there's always many layers to what's going on, but I think if I had been able to articulate properly again books like relationship books so there's one I haven't actually read it but I've got it here and everyone says it's really great How Not to Hate Your Husband After Kids and it's by Jan C. Dunn and it's really highly recommended and it says at the bottom this book might just save your marriage such a good title because that means what that means is that you can communicate to the person you're with how you're feeling because unless you can do that you kind of are on on a path to breaking up and this is a sex angle as well because she went on a big sex binge with her partner so she tasked them with having sex every night for i don't know a week maybe Mm. um and she just said it was phenomenal you know it really worked they kind of forced themselves to do it when they didn't feel like it when they were tired when they were you know in their pajamas and feeling unsexy and they just did it and did it and did it and turned it into kind of a physical Mm. activity that then helped them bond and get over things which is an unusual and you know and i think sometimes it's not actually very practical to suddenly have sex and sometimes even how to save your relationship advice isn't good because who you're with is not they have they've changed you've changed i mean some people frankly you know you're better off without you know and they need to get their own help it is such a deeply a complicated and personal subject in every single situation Mm. is difficult but what i my final word on this before i have to go and collect the kids from school Mm. um don't leave it too late because if it's not that bad yeah it's bad enough to do something about it and also the conversations will will be okay and you'll find they might get ugly and that's okay yeah arguments and mess is all right but at least you're having arguments while you both still care don't leave it until basically one of you's checked out because you, yeah that you're gonna you will break up or that is that what's it you were saying something about you couldn't bear to be touched by that person yeah no when it gets to the point where you basically you know that feeling I had mm. I knew I had a boyfriend where 
you know, you know, you know it's over when they touch you and you go, oh. Mm, yeah, it's sad, isn't it? So let's listen to what Angela Matanda from Relate has to say. So I interviewed her. I was basically a bit in love with her by the end. She was so amazing. Um, it's a Skype call because she is based in Whitstable. Oh, gosh, can you believe there are people outside London that we want to speak to? Yes, actually. Yay! Hooray. Uh, so we had to do a Skype call with her. Uh, I'll put some visuals um, in our newsletter and on our Instagram. She was wonderful. Here is what she had to say. I wanted just to talk about signs you need counselling. So our listeners, lots of them have kids, um, lots of them, which I think is a, a big stress and strain on a relationship. Yeah. Um, not, not all of them do, but but some do. And, you know, I think you put yourselves last, really, when you have a family um, and stuff can get very, very difficult. So what would you say are signs that you need counselling? So when would you recommend people contact uh, relate or a similar organization or perhaps you know a, a local counselor to, to access help well I think people often know when they need help because there's a lot of frustration there's a lot of rage going on sometimes there's a lot of sulking going on sex has perhaps gone off the boil you find yourself bickering with your partner about lots of things you can also get into quite avoidant behavior so if somebody walks into the room, the other person walks out. Um, there might be little um, signs like battling over the remote control. Well, I wanted to do that. No, I wanted to do that. Those kinds of things, you start going, well, there's something wrong here. Mm. And if the relate, I've always said, if the relationship is costing you more than it's rewarding you, then that is your red flag to we need help. And how do you broach the topic with a partner? Do you have any suggestions of methods opening gambits locations timings as to when it might be the most tactful when you might guess get the best sort of response well you're not going to get the best response when you're in the middle of a raging row um, <laughs> when you're feeling really frustrated mm. when um, you know i've had a couple of people say i was mopping the floor and i just wanted to whack my partner over the head with it not then um <laughs> So often when you're quite relaxed, quite chill, you know, if it's a Sunday afternoon, you've gone out for a walk, something like that, and you're just talking, it comes from, um, it has come from quite a loving place with the intention, I really love us, but yeah. I feel like we're getting disconnected, and I don't like that, and I don't know how you feel, but maybe we just need another pair of ears. And, then, and a couple of things that my very brilliant clients have done is one sent her partner an email just all written out, really thoughtful. She said, I wrote it out, I read it and I reread it, and it wasn't full of hate and rage, it was just coming from a loving place. I thought, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. So a person can read it at their own leisure and take it in and have an opportunity to respond. And she said, he just ran downstairs and went, I'm really sorry, but I think we need therapy. Uh. <laughs> so so there, there are ways and means of doing it, but I think it's, it's about the intention. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying it, this is a last resort, if we don't go, we're done, mm-hmm. that's going to be very, very scary, right. very scary. So if it's coming from a place of, you know, I think things have gone a little bit awry, a bit off the boil, you're busy, I'm busy, mm-hmm. the kids are driving us mad, I, we don't get a decent night's sleep, and I want us back, that often gets the other person on board. Yes. Okay. So that's your first intention is to get them on board, and that the therapist is not a scary person who's going to judge because I think um, what we find with Relate, and a lot of people who went to counselling, they feel that they're going to be judged and, you know, blamed. 
and it's your fault. It, it, that's never the intention of the council. It's always, you know, what do what do you both want from the session? How can we move this forward? So on that note, can you sort of walk us through, hold our hand basically through our first session? We're very, very nervous, terrified. Um, we are on eggshells because we've convinced our partner to go and therefore we feel responsible for this session and how it goes. Um, yes. What can you tell us? you know, as to what will happen in this first session and, you know, what's the relate approach to it? Well, I'd say each therapist has their own approach to the first session and we take it on a client-by-client basis. And if I have a very nervous couple in front of me, the first thing I want to reassure them is that they are the experts on their relationship and I'm the expert on the therapy and we're going to work as a team Mm -hmm. to get them where they want to go. So then it's what what would you like from the session? What would be really useful for you to take away from today? Mm -hmm. And that's helps people just power down go oh it's okay it's about us it's about me and my feelings it's about my partner and their feelings and I think once you get on that then you can start people start opening up about what they feel the issues are and it's about listening to both people and saying so what would you like so that you can get the relationship to where it was? Mm-hmm. You know, when was the last time you were both happy? Mm-hmm. And just kind of looking at the simple ingredients of their relationship and, and working that through. Now, often people will come to the first session pretty overwhelmed. Yeah. So if they're pretty overwhelmed and just kind of, you know, chomping at the bit to get it all out, mm-hmm. you just go with that pace. You just go with who is in the room. So one relate counsellor might do take a lot of notes, another one just may just go with, with what's in the room at the time. And I just tend to work with, you know, this is a collaboration, this is a team effort. And I guess there's, from my understanding, there's sort of two schools of thought when it comes to counselling. And one is the sort of guiding the, the, the person to or the people to kind of create their own solutions. And the other is to sort of offer some useful advice and tips. Um, mm-hmm. where, would it depend on the counsellor with Relate or is there a method... I mean, I think with Relate, there are steps that people can take, for instance, to um, better communication. So, for instance, if people have got lost in how to actually speak to each other, it is about, you know, you sit down, you have half an hour, one person will take 15 minutes to Mm. say what they want to say, and the other one will repeat back what they've heard, you know, and then step over. So that's sort of give and take. Um, And I think when you have tools like that, and I think Relate is brilliant having tools, um, people know what to do. It might be about keeping a diary, for instance, mm-hmm. and monitoring when things were going well, when they weren't mm-hmm. going well, what else was going on. And I think um, I, I use both techniques. It's very much yeah. about what the client needs. And I think people are so much more therapy savvy now. Mm. There's so much around. There's so many apps. There's so many mags. There's so many brilliant podcasts like yours that, you know, when they come to therapy, they're ready to work. So they don't want, you know, I've had clients say to me, I don't want to just sit here and have you nod away and, you know, be really sweet. I want you engaged and interactive. So my approach is very much interactive. Um, And I think a lot of relate therapists are are pretty similar um, in their their strategy. So people do want exactly that, some kind of strategy. So what am I going to get out of this today? What steps should I take? And so I can go and practice it. Mm. Because often when we first get together in relationships, it's very easy because we like the person and we are in love and the hormones are going and the chemicals are going. And then the hard work begins once all that's died down. Mm-hmm. And that's when the strategies really matter. 
and that's when about money and sex and kids and paying a mortgage matters absolutely do you think that some couples can benefit from counseling even before the shit hits the fan oh definitely and i think you know i I see counseling as a space where you just go and just power down and just go you know what I've, i've had enough of whatever's going on i'm tired i love you let's just go and talk to another pair of ears yeah and and that's often before the shit hits the fan once the shit's hit the fan you're at crisis point mm. so i like to think that counseling can come a step before that so mm. that people feel they've got a, they've got a sense of control over their relationship and they're empowered to go mm. rather than thinking this is the last resort mm. it really shouldn't feel like it's the last resort yeah. and i think that's a cultural thing about therapy yes Oh, therapy's a bit weird. Oh, why? And and when, you know, I've got a family who live in California and they're like, you know, I sneezed today, I went to therapy. I'm like, 100%. Why are we like that in the UK? Because I have American friends and uh, English friends who live in America and it's just, it's almost as natural as sort of wiping your bum that you go to see a, you know, why is that? What's the cultural difference? Well, I think that there is a difference in terms of we're more buttoned down, um, we're much more, I think, polite about our emotions, we bottle things up, they talk about the British stiff upper lip, I think it exists. Yeah. Um, I think the weather actually has a lot to do with it. Do I think I'm much more inward looking, yeah, and we keep it in the family, yeah. and we don't want the neighbours to know, mm. and we don't want the neck curtains to twitch, we have that kind of neurotic anxiety about stuff which actually once people come into a therapy room they're so relieved a to find out that Mm. they're normal that other people feel like this and that actually if you get help you feel a lot better so that kind of uh relaxed flow of conversation doesn't seem to come very naturally to us which is such a shame yeah it's a shame but i think it's getting better with the younger generation i think so yeah, yeah, and let's yeah. work on it. Let's really like open up this conversation and get people going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. before we go, I just want to ask you one more question. So the thing that comes up a lot with, with um, couples who have kids, but also sometimes who don't, is this sort of tiredness debate. I'm tired, I'm more tired. And it can just breed so much resentment when there's, say, um, you know, a mum who might be breastfeeding, let's say, and waking up in the night. I say this with no agenda, because obviously it's not like I have a six-month-old baby who's waking up a lot in the night, and then their partner comes back from work and they're tired, and you just sort of think, well, how can you be tired? Like, you haven't looked after the kids all day. Um, I just think it comes up a lot. It can be the beginning of bigger issues. Um, you You can't then enjoy your time together because you're just arguing over who's more tired. Do you have any sort of top-line advice on how to diffuse that situation? I think that's so common. And mm-hmm. I think it, it is. It's a competition of um, who's done the most today yeah. and who is more entitled to lie on the couch and just collapse. Well, you both are. Mm. That's the point. Both people deserve to be given the spotlight. Mm. And so I think when somebody comes in, you know, goes, throws the bag down, just goes, just leave me alone. I need five minutes. Um, that's not helpful. Yeah. So you have to have a strategy for saying, you know, let's sit down, have a cup of tea and share our day. People yeah. have forgotten how to share the day. What they do is they share how tired they are and who's more tired and therefore who's going to win. And what you have to do is instead of getting into a, 
I win, you lose situation. Think about what would get us to a win-win situation because we are actually, after all, on the same team. I loved her. I thought she had amazing advice. And very good. I guess that leads to the homework um, for this episode. And really, it's a serious one. If you feel affected by anything that we've talked about, or if you feel like your relationship, or even your friendship, or any relationship in your life, it doesn't just need to be a romantic one. Relate can help, and they're working on making it more affordable. So you can go to relate.org.uk. If it's very serious, uh, obviously you can talk to your GP, and there are other advice lines available. There is help for you if you feel you need it. If you are in the position where you do feel like your relationship's going down the can a bit, it's kind of easy to just shrug your shoulders and ignore it. So maybe try and do one thing that you think is going to improve upon it in some shape or form. And that might be a tiny step or that might be something quite significant. But I think one of the one of the things I've learned in my own experience is it's actually just admitting that it's going on yes. um, and taking a step in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why we're here again, the hotbed. We're about opening up dialogue, talking about things. And I suppose we talk a lot about this chat about sex after kids, how it stops because we each know each other's partners and it sometimes gets awkward. And I, I think that's the same with relationships because you actually don't want your friends or family to be turned against your partner and you want them in general to like them. So when you're going through a bit of trouble, sometimes the inclination is to keep quiet because you don't want to make things awkward or you don't want them to turn around and say, OK, well, you have to split up then because you might still love this person, but just be going through a rocky patch. Mm. And people are often guilty of seeing things in black and white and going, OK, well, you must break up with him or her. Um, so You've got to be let's... careful with mums, especially, because <laughs> mums tend to, if you call them in an hour of need, they have a little book where they'll be writing all of these things down and they'll bring them up at other opportune moments. So pick someone who you feel comfortable talking to, who you think is non-judgmental um, and who you can trust and just start the conversation there because sometimes they a problem shared is a problem halved and if need be, take it on to the next level and see if you can get any counselling or any professional help. We are sending you lots of love. It's been a heavy episode, although we do hope you enjoyed the moments of lightness too. And tune in next week for episode five. Well, there's some few lulls in that one though as well, I There's hope. loads of, yeah, there's loads of positive things in there. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.